Okay, good evening. So, um, this is a very happy topic. Um, so last, last week we talked about uh, Simchot Mitzvahs, that we had started a couple weeks ago, that the only way a person can really be, be happy, when I say really be happy, really be happy means consistently happy. It means good days, bad days, Cheery days, awful days, I mean, at least that, that what's given to us, is two things. Number one, Revolver brought down, uh, actually, the, the, the two brachas we make of Sha'asli uh, called Sarki, that we have exactly what we need in this world, that we believe 100%, that we, as we say in the bracha every morning, Sha'asli called Sarki, the Kajibarach, gives us what we need to be successful. And number two is Hamechem Itzadli Gavar, the people we meet the experiences we have, the difficulties, the challenges, the frustrations, is exactly what we need. Exactly what we need. I was just actually telling a relative of mine, they were telling me about their children, and I said to them, you know, there's a certain dynamic that goes on their, their children. So I said, you don't realize, for this kid, even though it's challenging for this other, to have a sibling like this, in life, this is what this kid needs. It means this experience of having a sibling like this, even though it's a challenge for the sibling, is exactly what this kid needs. It means everything that we have happened to us, of course we have to deal with the cards we're dealt. Right? We have to utilize the cards. But Hashem gives us everything we need. The only, and I said this two weeks ago, and I reiterated last week very briefly, and I'll reiterate it now briefly. That there is no way a person can be consistently happy unless they have these two three points. And that's the two brachas again of Shasli called Sarki and Hamecha Mitzadeh Gavar. Because if you don't, why wouldn't a person uh, normally, naturally, not be frustrated? <laughs> okay? Actually, I just drove today. I had to go to this bris in the morning, so I left them diving to a bris in the morning. Traffic was terrible. I don't know how people do this. I mean, it was awful. Um, but. What? Yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but so, and if there's an accident, forget about it. Um, but when a person realizes that the situation that they're in, the parents that they're given, the children that they're given, you know, sometimes, God forbid, a person has a child who is very physically or, or, or sick and or challenged in different ways, and the parent says, why me? And Hashem gives, when their child is born, the parents are picked, and when the child was born, the parents were picked. Okay? The situations that we have in this world are custom-made for us to be successful. And it's not, and, and that, uh, in realizing there's purpose, there's a rhyme and reason for everyone and everything, uh, allows us to, uh, to, to be happy. I think I said this one, one of my shirin before, um, not recently, but, but at some point, and I said this over to someone this weekend uh, in, in a conversation, um, you know, oh yes, I was at my shop's table. You were there. There wasn't two. It was two. One of the one of the gentlemen. Um, so we were talking about like why you need to know what you're doing. So I said the following thing. Imagine the following thing. I said, imagine somebody comes to your house, three o'clock in the morning, knock on your door. Let's say it's a good friend of yours. Knock on your door at three o'clock in the morning, and say, do me a favor, leave San Jose tonight, and drive to Scottsdale. Okay. Uh, you you lived in Phoenix at one point. How far is that? Well, I, from Phoenix to Scottsdale. No, no, from from, from San Jose to Scottsdale. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Start driving. 
please take this package. Take, take this package. You just like eight hours. What is it? Well, it depends where it's taxed. Okay, whatever it is, <laughs> seven to eight hours. So all of a sudden, you, if it, three o'clock in the morning, knock on your door, take the package now, please go. Now it's your good friend, but you think yourself if you do it, you're so driving there, and you're thinking to yourself like, why in the world am I doing this? This drive is so miserable. You, you know, you're tired. You don't know what you're doing. It's very annoying. Now take the exact same thing. Your good friend knocks on the door and says to you the following thing: Please take this package. Drive to Scottsdale. There's a father of six children who's deathly ill. If he gets this package, it has the medicine that will save his life. His children will have a father. His wife will have a spouse. He's a community leader. He's a righteous person. How would you feel that drive to Scottsdale? I would be happy. I would be, I'm saving a life. I would be how lucky I am. I'll be thinking, what a privilege that for the next seven to eight hours, I'll be driving in saving a father of six life, right? That's the difference. The same exact drive. There is no difference, but knowing what you're doing has a purpose versus just driving, thinking, what in the world am I doing this for? You know? So, you know, if you're driving to work and you see the purpose in that, you see a lot of other things, you'll, you'll appreciate it. If you don't see purpose in life, it, it, it is impossible to truly be happy. I'm not saying you have to be miserable, but you won't be truly happy. So you need to know that you're given exactly what you need to be successful in this world. The, the, the relatives, the physical health that you need, um, the body weight. Now, of course, we have to watch what we eat. We have to take care of our body. We have to work on our family. But the point is, is that the deck of cards that we are dealt with is exactly what we need. And not the deck of cards that we're dealt with at birth or, or nature or nurture, but the experiences we have. You know, some experiences we cause, and many experiences, it just happens to us. We, we meet the person, we bump into this, it just occurs, some are very pleasant, and some are not so pleasant. But one needs to know that all of those experiences are for a good reason. That's what I was actually telling his parent. I said, you don't realize, well, one kid was meek, and one kid's not meek. And so the meek kid is, picking, is being picked on by the, the not one. But I said to them, you don't realize, this meek kid... If they were to have a sibling, they'll get to the world and they'll be eaten alive. <laughs> Their sibling is actually tra- training them for life. I mean, you know, right now it's annoying, but it's a good thing. Long term, I said, don't tell us to the, to the bully kid, the boy or girl. But, you know, it's ultimately a good thing. You understand? You know, but at that moment, what is it, why me, right? What, what happens to us in life is there for a purpose. Now, we could react positively. We could react negatively. But the point is, is God gives us everything for a good. So that's the first thing. Then we said last week we talk about simcha mitzvahs. When you connect to a mitzvah, what's mitzvah again? Salsa. It connects us to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that, the, that, that, the, 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 on, on the contrary, the, a simcha and a mitzvah it allows and empowers a person to be uh, connect to Hashem in in, in, a, in a way that no in, in an eternal fashion, in an eternal way. Um, um, and you know we discussed it at length. Now, says Revolva, after offer is the lowest of the four elements, and offer is dirt and represents, as opposed to other character traits, atzlus, laziness, atzlus, sadness, yish, giving up hope, depression, biggest ko for the Yitzhara. Person is depressed. 
they're, they can do anything because they're not. They have no koyach. They have no strength. They don't. They don't. I, I can't do it. When you're happy, when you're freilich, it's freilich. What's happening? Well, amazing. Gavaldik. <laughs> I, I, she's my favorite part of Farsi. She's not in Farsi and Yiddish. You can translate. You, you could be the translator from Farsi to Yiddish, Mrs. Tamara. It's a big skill. So a person's freilich. You have strength to do things. When you're happy, um, you can. You can when you, listen. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll pick on myself. Uh, you know, kind of hard of a lot of kids. They come home. If I'm in a bad mood, you think I've tried everyone jumping on you. This that you're happy. You can jump. You have. You can do it all. You can do it all. You have strength. You have koychus. You're happy. Happiness empowers a person. Sadness brings a person down. It saps the energy of a person. It drains the koychus of a person. You know, when I when I have a an individual. When, when um, whether it's in shaduchim, whether it's in working on their marriage, whether it's on their job, whether it's in uh, working on their davening, when they're positive and they have happy, they can nothing's in, unconquerable. When you're sad, everything's impossible. <laughs> it's like it's like the same person. It's it's so offer as we, we said is the, the lowest element and it's definitely the most destructive. Because, quite frankly, you know, we talked about arrogance, very bad thing. It takes away God out of your life, or anger. But you still have energy. There, there. You meet a person who has an anger problem. It's, I, I, it's not pleasant to be on such people. But you know what? They have koichas. All of them have a lot of strength in this world. You know, they can go ahead and you know they can. You know, through certain cultures, especially, it's very. What are you talking about? Right? You know, they're very high. You know, they know how to scream. It's not a good thing. It's something that well, that that you need to work on. But you know what? You can live a life. You know, be a big, little bit of a big shot. It's not a good thing. You can live a life. When you're depressed, you can't even leave your door of the house. Okay? Let me, when a person's really depressed and sad, they cannot function. That's the lowest level. I mean, that, that is, you know, it could be in other character traits, jealousy and, and anger and arrogance. You may have more friction, but you cannot function when you're depressed and you give up hope. Okay? The person can't leave the door of their house. So, in, in extreme cases, the, 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 what offer, this lowest level, so we said that Rechaim Vital, Mlamedu, Kishtei Simchas, brings a person up, Magbiros, Esa'odim Ala'atza, brings them above any sadness, any laziness, which is a product of lack of vitality. Right? What does vitality mean? Life. Life, strength. Goes together, right? Vitas, right? energy. Um, Latin once in a while gets things right, not too often, but Latin, but vitas, life. Uh, the two things we just mentioned: being rejoicing on your portion, what your nature, your nurture, your experiences. Because if you just have a worldview, but you don't live it, you don't have a connection to Hashem. It's also the mitzvahs allow us to connect to Hashem because the, the, a much higher purpose to everything we do. Um, uh, so he says, bechelko and simcha mitzvahs. These are not just nice ideas. Eitzus balma. You know, you can read books of advice, good advice. Eitzus balma. Called devarvham divrei kabbalah. These are words. These are, divrei kabbalah means it's, it's, this is the mesira. This is a tradition. How a person 
could truly be happy in this world. If they weren't truly devoid, built on true wisdom, um, would not give these two pieces of advice. Chaim Vital was the greatest student of the Rizal, <laughs> the greatest student of the master of Kabbalah the past 500 years. Right? Chaim Vital is not just saying, this is a nice idea. He's saying, this is how a person is truly happy. Now, there are people who are naturally happy. Um, there are people who are blessed with that. You know, there are people, everyone has their, their, their portions in this world, right? So some of have to work on happiness more than others. But even such a person who is naturally happy will undoubtedly, I would say daily on a low, on a, on a simmer, and often on a high flame, be sad. Okay, I can tell you, I, I'm not the God of Hador, but I'm a rabbi, there's a lot of people in all different circles, I will tell you 100%, the happy people you see, they're very lucky, and they're very happy, but if you do not have this, there is no way. <laughs> there is no way that you're, they're happy on those tough days. Okay? It means there are some people who are naturally more frilich, they're more, more happy, but the, you, a person needs. What Rechaim is saying is like, this is not like, you know, there's like business advice. This is not business advice. This is the path. This is the Masairah how a person can truly be happy in this world. Truly be successfully happy. Again, I'm not saying people are miserable with that, but if you want to be, who wouldn't want to be successfully happy? Who, I, I honestly, you know, when I think of the gifts of Torah, the gifts of being a from Jew, an observant Jew, connecting to Hashem, I don't know, I would, obviously eternity is the, the biggest gift, connection to Hashem, uh, which, is, which is connected to eternity. But in this world, Happiness. I mean, Torah allows a person to be happy. <laughs> Torah teaches us how to be happy. Um, I think it's from the biggest. You know, we don't serve Torah to make us happy, but Torah allows us to be happy, right? You know, it, it, the, the understanding of what Hashem wants from us. You know, I. It's otherwise in life, you're driving a lot of times at three in the morning, and I know why you're doing this. And when you keep the Torah, it's you're saving lives. You're you're building the world. Building yourself, right? It's a different. You live differently. You experience life differently. Um, perception, and as I said, simcha is a different connection, right? Because the perception is half of the battle. The other half is actually connecting to do it, right? Because again, if I sit in the corner all day and think everything is from God, everything is from Hashem, that's a good stuff. You make me go crazy after all, but right. But you need to do. You need to live, and that's what makes us allow, allow us to, to take that and to channel uh, exactly that. So, who could really be tall? heavy over here. He wants to give a little bit of a root to the words of Chaim Vital. What it says in Tikkun Azayar. Tikkun Azayar is a little bit different than Zayar, but uh, it's 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 Hakdama to Bereshis. Um, it's really it goes. It's 70 tukunim in the beginning of, of Bereshah. So in tukunim Zayar, it's written, Ava v'yira, heintrin gadfin de parcha l'ela. So the, the Zayar, and tukunim are written in Aramaic. So Ava, love of God, fear of God, are the two wings that allow us to fly above. Hinei, says our Volba, the means of Hestapkos, we talk about Hestapkos, um, being satisfied with what we have, it comes. We come to, with fear of Hashem. 
And when you rejoice in your portion, it's mislabeshes ahava. It cloaks you with love of Hashem. Hamistapik vimashiyeshlo. A person's tsufridin. It's like freilach, right? You are you are happy. Uh, you are happy with what you have. Shalolishav lamashiyeshlo. Means you don't desire what you don't have. Viira he kachamagbo, right? And Yira also, Yira Shemaim means you, you, have, you have a certain amount of, of boundaries, right? If you don't fear God, when you're, you're, when you're traveling, you'll eat foods not so kosher. It's kind of kosher. It's sort of kosher. It looks kosher. It smells kosher, just not kosher. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, Yira, Yira means it's, it's Shabbos, it's, I'm kind of doing it, it's sort of... No, Yira means you're, you're able to, to limit yourself. Yira, Yira is a koyach magbel. It stops you from doing what you shouldn't do in this world. It, it, it limits, because otherwise the, the boundaries... Like when we say there's honoring your parents, there's being in awe, fearing your parents. Fear of your parent means um, your parent says something ludicrous, Legitimately ludicrous, wrong, right? They say that the capital of California is um, Portland, and you listen, okay? Um, and Yira means you don't correct the parent because you limit yourself from correcting them because you don't children don't correct parents. Um, so you are allowed to say, according to Allah, we're not going to keep it up and honor your parents right now. Um, uh, you know, mom or dad, is it possible? That Portland is not the capital of California, but you can't correct them. Okay, you know means you you magbal yourself, you, you limit yourself because you realize there's boundaries. You don't do things because you're a shemaim. You don't eat certain things because they're problematic. You don't see certain things because if you're a shemaim, right? That's the kachamal. Histapkus means similarly means what I have now. We should aim for the best. Nothing wrong with aiming for good things. Okay, we're not we're not talking today about working for money we don't need at the expense of our spirituality or expense of our marriages or children. What was this? Someone just told me this today. Not today. Second. Yes. <laughs> yes. Last week I had lunch with somebody. Uh, he told me, very successful, non-observant person told me the following thing. He said he looks back at his life. He's an older man. And he told me, when he looks back, he feels bad that he didn't prioritize his children. Like, he looks back now, and he, he, he looks back at his life, and he feels like, he sh- like when they were kids, when they were, when they were young, and they're, they're in the house, they're not there forever, right? There's, you know, when they get older, they're out of the house. You don't have them anymore. Like, he looks back, he has charata. He doesn't use the word charata. He doesn't know that word, but he has regret. Uh, that he has regret that he didn't take more advantage, right? Um, so histapkus means, you know, to be happy with what you have. Take advantage of it while you're there, right? You want things, but you don't, you take advantage when you're there. So obviously, you know, you don't, I'm going to say as far as money, don't, you don't, you don't affect your family or your, your shaman for money. But nothing wrong with wanting good things and, and trying. But once you've done your part, once we've done our part, histapkus means I got exactly what I'm supposed to have. My house, my car, I've made my decisions, I've tried my best. Then a person is, I have what I need. <laughs> I have exactly 
what I need. It's a, the, the same idea of your stopkis means being satisfied and not going what's out of our boundary, right? We're obligated to do our parts, right? You know, we do what we can to be, but after that, I have exactly with what I what what, what I need. Um, so that's karchma. That's that's the year. That's part of it. Kasha other and another thing is when we benefit from the work of our hands, mispashetes simcha. It it empowers us. It's it, it, it makes us happy. It gives us love. Ki ava, love is hispashtas. It's, it's the opposite of yira. It's expansion. Right? Yira is you don't do something. Hispashtas is I'm happy with that. Ava, love, comes from giving, from increasing, from, right? When you, when you love somebody, there's no balance what we all do. Right? So there, there, you have yira towards some things and ava towards others. But but the Ava part is boundless. Kvaranuladas ki in a different place, which we're not doing now, he discusses the histopkus being when you're Sufidin, when you're happy with what you have, um Kvarmispatalas Midasurais, it already breaks certain bad character traits. Kamokina, for example, jealousy, taiva, uh, desire, um it, we are estapkus is not a midas shibdi evet. So some people can say estapkus being satisfied with your portion is like a post facto you justify me. My okay, I don't have what I want. Okay, I'll make myself happy. <laughs> Sorry, well, I guess I'm stuck this way. You know, I, I have this. I have this. But uh, it's a midas lechatchila. Sheina oila al hadas lirtsus yaser. I was just reading the Mishpacha magazine. I, you know, I don't really I get it in my house. My kids devour it. I, you know, I, sometimes I get to read it over, I, if I ever read it, it's if I have, when I'm home, either sometimes breakfast once in a moment, once in a blue moon, but more likely lunch, or no one around me and I'm just eating myself. So then, then I'll read it. Right? That's the only time I can read such a thing. So there's about weddings. I was reading to myself about like limiting your weddings, people spending on weddings beyond their means. Uh... Like, why would an older person do that? Like, you think, like, are you crazy? Put yourself in debt for a wedding? I'm shoot my sugar. But my kid, they will never be happy. Like, you have to be happy with what you have. Like, when you drive a, my, my, we went to the picnic yesterday, right? So you, my son saw that Lamborghini store. It's like, like, right? You see that store the way there's a store with Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces? Yeah. You know? Right there, by, right by Lost Gas, the way to Masona Park, there's this one. And they sold those cars. The Lamborghini, the same place, Lamborghinis and Rolls Royce. What? On Blossom. On Blossom, right there. So I said, wow. So imagine he, I, I would buy, a, if I would buy a Lamborghini and, and it were Rolls Royce. So actually, maybe it would look good, you know, Lamborghini, Rolls Royce. You know, I would say something. I, I wish, would I buy a Lamborghini? Even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy a Lamborghini for many reasons. Uh, but, but, you know, maybe a Rolls Royce and I'd buy that money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w- I wouldn't. But me, I, at least I would think of that more. Not because, you know, like, um, but the, the, on a serious note, you know, can you imagine buying a, a car you can't afford? Like, it, 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 doing something which is not for you. Um, so, oh, you know, there's people even, you know, when they're, when they're dating, you know, I, 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 I'm having, a, you know, I get a lot of calls now about dating, and I advise a decent amount of people also. Um, you know, part of it is knowing what you want. Part of it is 
being satisfied with this is the best in your bashart. You know, like, you know, you don't, you know, I'm saying usually it's looks. Uh, a person should not be satisfied about me this. <laughs> you know, to the extent that they can marry a person with kind and generous and fears God, that's, those are important things. But like some people, they, 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 we live in a very uh, superficial world. And, you know, especially boys are weak creatures, ladies, as you know this, right? Like, like looks to them can take a paramount and like, you know, they may not be exactly, uh, you know, um, Yechem and Zakai, who was known for his beauty. Like, you know, there's a certain amount of, this is amazing, like, be happy with that. You know, this is great. Uh, As opposed to living in a fake world and hurting yourself and hurting others. Um, so when you but when you when you have a stop because it's not like okay I'm doing this it's a midah shluchatchila which is I don't even think about it I don't even think about a wedding I can't afford I just I don't even it doesn't even get into my mind <laughs> right it doesn't even occur to me it's not like I oh I want the Lamborghini but I can't afford it or I want this one I can't afford it in a oila al das uh, if I have this and I've done my part, I don't want my asayim. you know, and you can see this. You know, somebody told me that they don't, this person does not live in the Bay Area. He said he had somebody come to his house. He had just bought a house, and this person walked out of the house. They're upset. It was a wo- woman. She was. The, she doesn't have such a house. She's the person has a house. Not in Florida either, by the way. Uh, uh, she like, can you imagine you have a house, but seeing somebody else's house makes uh, they're not happy. They're not happy. It makes it, it needs it, 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 you're not mystopic. You're not happy with what you have because of that, right? I you know I, I grew up in Miami Beach, and it was an amazing thing to me. Like there were, in the old days. Eons ago, before your time in Miami Beach, Miami Beach Pesach was the place for Pesach. It was crazy. This is before. Now, now there is, there's all these exotic places. It's still popular, but now then it was like they had. This was when the Caribbean was still there, and the Crown was still there, and the Fountain Blue, and the Eden Rock, and the the whole from about the. The, 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 the gal that's owned a hotel called the Shelbourne, I think. That was like the 28th. So it went from like the 28th, like the 60s. Almost every hotel had a Pesach. So you'd hear these people. That's an amazing thing. And I grew up around this. You'd hear these people talk about Pesach. They spent who knows how much money on these Pesach retreats. And like they're happy. All of a sudden they have that conversation. You mean your hotel, the tea room's open for 25 hours and not 24 hours? You know, you have that food. I can't believe this. All of a sudden, they, they're, they're not happy with their Pesach retreat. They spent like five thousand dollars, right? You mean you had that singer come to your hotel? You had him speak there. She spoke there. You know, it's as opposed to like enjoying your Pesach retreat. Like I would hear these people talk, nice people, good people. But like all of a sudden, they start thinking like, I want that. You know, or you, your, my food is okay. Your food's better. Like. And so instead of enjoying their Pesach, which they spent a lot of money for, they're, they're thinking about what this hotel has and what this hotel has, and they have this speaker, and I don't have this speaker. Their rooms are... A, a, the crazy thing, I've never... Okay, I'll, I'll be honest. There's some times in life I've been to hotels, I've actually noticed the room. But usually, 
on a reg- an average hotel, I don't even know the difference of any hotel room whatsoever. As long as it has a bed and an and, and unused bottle of shampoo and, and fresh soap and clean towels, uh, clean towels, I'm good to go. You know, I, if I go to a convention, if I, I'm usually in this, now these days at the point of my life, I'm usually at conventions, I'm in hotels. I don't even notice my room. I, I don't even, I don't even know. I've never, you know, but like they're like sitting there talking about like how many square feet is their rooms. Like, Mushugayim. <laughs> Crazy. You know? But, but, if you're not mystopic though, of course it saps your happiness. A person who's like, they don't even think about it. You made a decision. That's what you're supposed to have. I once heard somebody, a gullible say, it's about actually a little bit different, but same thing as this. So after you make a decision in, in spirituality, never look back. You did your part. It means you made a decision to go to a yeshiva, to marry a person, uh, to move to a place. And it was a spiritual decision, and you made, thought about it. You didn't, it wasn't impulsive. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't instinctual. It, it, it was thought out. You did your research. You did your due diligence. You did everything you're supposed to. If, you're, if you don't, you're just uh, you're, you're, you're derelict. Okay, <laughs> we're not talking about a person who you know who does something which is reckless. That's not what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking you did your your do. You never look back. You know, if you work in a job, you've done your part. You buy a house, you're happy. You know, you you marry a person after doing dating them, you're happy. You don't. You know, you do make a decision. Um, you know, let's say a person does decide to have a, a child, and this child has problems. That does happen, by the way. Whatever it may be, it could be behavioral problems, it could be physical problems, it could be mental health problems, it could be uh, just um, disrespect. Whatever it may be, you made a decision. You're happy, and you're gonna deal with this situation. That's mistopic. Means you are happy. And you don't. You can't imagine anything differently. That's what it means to mistopic. Um, that, and he says, that's a midi l'chatzkila. He never, he doesn't occur to you to think differently. I mean, I'm, this is not, this doesn't belong to me. That's my gavul. I'm not supposed to have it. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't even, you don't think about it. Um, and he says, this is the Mila, by the way, of, uh, of the Kuach ben Yaakov and Esav. Esav Omar, when, of course, Esav sees Yaakov, he says, li'ishli rav achi. Right? Yaakov offers to him, Esav says, I have a lot. And Yaakov says to him, take it. I, where I brought you, all, the, all of these sheep, whatever it was, because God bless me, I have everything. I have it all. I'm not missing anything. How great is the difference between Rav, I have a lot, and Kol, and everything. Esav wanted to have more and more. And he had a lot. He was a superpower, Esav. Miochlatz the Mashmos Aimir Yeshli Kol, but that's he had Rav. I have a lot, you know. Donald Trump could. I have a lot, right? A lot of these builders. I have a lot, but they don't. They want more. Uh, Yaakov says, "I have everything I need. I have everything I need." V'chiyulad Isha Yachlozaks the Kol, right? Yeah, a, a, a human being say, I have exactly what I need. And Yaakov was was is, is what's Yaakov? What's his symbol? Titan. What's our Yaakov? Titan. Ms. Truth. Right? If Yaakov says something, it's truth. Titan. Yaakov is not exaggerating. 
Right? When Rashi says, when he's actually called Kol Sipuka, I have everything that I need. Right? Everything which I need. I'm not lacking one thing. I'm not lacking anything. Esav had a man of Gaiva. I have a lot. I don't need so much. You don't have to give me. I have a ton. I'm a wealthy person. Um, that's the person when they feel I have everything. I have it all. You ever see a person feeling I have it all? That's a great feeling to have. It's not about what you have. It's about what you, you recognize what you, what you, what you have. Um, Chazal teach two amazing things. There are three people which Hashem gave a taste in this world of the world to come. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Avram dechsiv bei v'Hashem berach as Avram bekol. Avram, it says that says that Avram Hashem blessed him with kol, bekol with everything. Yitzchak dechsiv bei v'oichol mikol. He ate from everything. And Yaakov dechsiv bei yeshli kol. I have everything. Shlosha, these three people loishalot b'han yitzharo. They had no yitzharo. They had no evil inclination. Avraham, uh, the Yitzchak, the Yaakov, had, which actually we say this in benching. What do we say in benching? Bakol, Mikol, Kol. Right? Although all three of them, right? So we actually say this in benching. Bakol, Mikol, Kol. At the end of benching. A Nikli Yitzchak, when Chazal, is, it, it says, it's, they're teaching us that Midas have Bistapkus, um, with the, uh, the feeling that they have what they need, that they have the, the strengths that they need. Um, to be successful, to be happy. You have the physical possessions what they, what they need to be happy. Uh, they had Hashem in his life. Yitzhahara, right? What's the Yitzhahara do? It's always saying, I need more. Right? You know, the guy is happily married. Happily married. I just heard two stories of this. Thank God, not here. Happily married. Right? And all of a sudden, he's looking at something else. He destroys his life. <laughs> he wants more. It's not enough what you have. You have a good job. I know I'm not happy with my job. Not sometimes your person is legitimately not happy with the job. They should change jobs. <laughs> but not, it's not, it shouldn't come from intellect. Not because I want more, something that you, sh- you don't have, right? Like, it could be that you want to get paid more because you deserve more. That could be an intellectual decision. But not that a person is just unhappy for the sake of being unhappy. Um, the Yitzhahara, which causes taiva, which causes desire, you know, when a person, um, you know, whether it's the way what they eat. Somebody, somebody told me today I lost like 60 pounds. I was kind of having a conversation with somebody. He said, I'm on this, I, I used to be on a seafood diet and now I changed. He used to say he saw it. He ate it. And now he's on, right? Even... You have, you have what you need. You don't, you don't need more than that. Okay, that's a, that's a, it's a little bit deeper eating. But, but the point is, 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 is the, the, it, it breaks the Yitzhahara. Um, it breaks the Yitzhahara. And, you know, this desire to want more and better, it's not enough. You know, you can't be satisfied. It, it comes from a lack of Hestapkos. And it saps our ability to truly be, to, to be happy. Uh, and we start leaving that Yitzhahara, and, and it's not about shi'ifa, it's not about aspirations. We, we, 
person has to have great aspirations. It's talking about after we've aspired to be happy with what we have. Right? Then you can come to call. Amazing thing. People who want things, they want possessions, they want things. They, what they're really going for is quantity. It's not really quality. A person who is mystopic has much more. They're so much more happy. <laughs> They're so much more wealthy. They have less zachin, less things, but they're so much, they're, what they have is they appreciate much more. Right? What they have is so amazing. Right? You ever see a, a, a lady ever in your whole life? She's always wanting more clothes and she's never happy. So you have message people? Sure. Really? Uh, I've heard about this. Okay, so so yeah, men don't usually have that same. Okay, issue. right. You know, men have it by other things, right? Um, like ladies, uh, right? They, they have so many, or, they, or men have toys. Like you know, like, you know, some men have toy cars and toy, toy. But they, they're just—you see this—they're like, never happy. Like they're always looking for more, and they're never satisfied. And one lady has two dresses in her closet, and she's so happy. Mm-hmm. Right? What? More items, the more worry. It doesn't have to be right. It's true. Obviously, it means, but it means if if what you if you're not if you're not metastatic, you just gonna have quantity and you won't have quality. Quality means when you're happy in this world. That's what that when you truly enjoy with what you have comes from metastatic. Now, what you said is true. That's a little bit of a detail. That's, that's more being nervous because of the the mass amounts of possessions, right? But it's also a true fact. Um, I hear what you want, what you're, what you're satisfied with. Right? If, you, if you're not going to enjoy what you have, you're not satisfied, you're always going to be looking for, for, uh, for more. Uh, Yaakov had Olam Abba in this world. He was loving this world. He was, you know, and Yaakov had a challenging life, right? He had a brother named Esav. He had a father-in-law, Lo'aleinu, a loving, right? He had issues with children. His wife died young. I mean, he had things, but he, was, he had everything. And all of my ball in this world. Begisha, echasus niftach l'adam l'adam chadash. When you can have quality and love what you have, love your situation, love it. You love the opportunity. You're driving three in the morning again, and you're loving the opportunities because you're saying, "This is what I need. I don't need more. If I if I if I need more, I have it." After I, so that opens a time a, a new world to a person, and it's tam ruchni, a ruchni is a pleasure. Bahanagashes ha'avas hakadoshim giuba. At Latimas Oilam Haba of the taste of the world to come in this Olam Hazeh. You know, when you think of like Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, like when you see like a, a, a tzaddik, like they, 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 some people think, oh, they're deprived, they don't have too much. You know, but no, it's like on the contrary, they are the happy, they're, they're jumping for joy. They're like the people who said, like, they're like, oh no, you know, like they don't win the lottery every day. They're, 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 they are freilich. They're Fantastic! They have life, they have vitality. They they are loving with what they have. They're not only just knowing their purpose in the not only what they have, they're enjoying. Um, 
That's what it means to Yeshli Kol. The way you come to it, uh, it's to a stop, it's, it's a game changer. Where it says, when you rejoice with your, pur- 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 with your purpose, these wings that go above. Again, it's which is zero, which is gvul, right? Some things are not for you. It's, if it's not yours, you don't want it. And simcha, which is ava, which is pat, which is love, which is boundless of what it leads a person. Mishteim biyachad is magbirus umaroimimos es ha'adam. It pulls a person up from the kvedas ha'gufo, from this this offer, from this pulled down, that atzvus, that sadness, and atzvus uh, won't pull a person because he has a new approach to that. Hatihila aschalasi stapkus amita amitas b'mashiyeshlo toch b'tila. You don't need what you don't have. If you're supposed, if you again, if a person could afford something and it's good for them and it's good for them, I'll by all means take it, right? I, you know, if it's good for them, there's nothing wrong with taking it. If they can't afford it, or it's not good for them, sometimes you can afford it, it's not good for you. <laughs> right? It's like you can afford the food, but you don't need that seafood diet. Right? It's not good for you. Just because you could, you could get it doesn't mean you need it. Right? You should take what you need. Right? So his stop question is you're happy with what you have with what you need. And when you have that, you love with what you have because what you have is exactly what you need. <laughs> right? Go back to the, what I was saying, the purpose. You're driving 3 a.m. in the morning and you're going and saying, like, you're thrilled because you're doing what you, need to, you, you could be doing. When you have what you need, and you're doing what you want, that is great. That's amazing. Right? When, you're, when you have what you, exactly what you need, then your person can, can be truly happy. With your possessions also, it's Samech Pechalko. Havodabazah. Is Daima, I was there, someone's telling me about their, their studio, that they love their studio. They love, a single person, they love their studio. It wasn't from anyone from San Jose. I'm sure the people in San Jose can love their studios too. Right? They love their studio. You know, it wasn't exactly, it was, I don't know, 500 square feet, 750 square feet. It wasn't exactly a palace. But that's what the person needed, and they loved it. You take another person, they can be in a mansion, you know, you know 12,000 square feet. And they're not happy. What's the difference? Not just the, not the, what? Attitude. It's attitude, and, and 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 again, it's actually called. I mean, if this is what I'm supposed to have it, this is amazing. This is amazing, right? This is exactly what I want. Um, and the second thing, as, as mentioned, is simcha b'mitzvah. So you that hasimcha b'cholko is simcha b'kinyan matviim. Simchas b'mitzvahs is, <laughs> it makes a very big, a, a shpalt, a, a differentiation. When you have physical items, when you have physical items, possessions, um, you have possessions, they are, they're, you're, you're happy with physical things, right? For the, the, as we're talking about Tahara tomorrow, nobody's buried with their car. If you, get, if you do have a Lamborghini or Rolls Royce, you're not buried with it. It or doesn't. Your, or your iPhone. Who has iPhones? Uh, <laughs> you're on tape. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, smartphone. I have an iPhone. I have a smartphone. Okay. Okay. Um, it, you're not buried with your silly <laughs> phone, right? Your possessions. It, you could be happy with your, you know, someone's telling me, 
a teenager, they wanted, I don't know, the, 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 what's it, the iPhone? The iPhone 22 by Apple, which people waited 40 years online to get, you know, and if you breathe on it, it changes colors and, you know, <laughs> changes their app, right? Whatever it is. They, now they have, for six months later, the, 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 the 23 comes out, right? And they have to get that. They have to step the whole night to wait to get it, right? So there's a, there's a certain desire for physical toys, but, but whatever it is, if you're happy with it, it's a great thing. You're Sameach with your studio, with your house, with your situation, but ultimately it's a physical possession. That's with a stop. The next thing is Mitzvah. Mitzvah is Elohim. That's you're happy with your service of That's a spiritual acquisition. That comes with you to the grave, by the way. That's eternal. Right? If you utilize your car for Mitzvah, your house for Mitzvah, so you got a mitzvah, and that mitzvah will go with you, but the house ain't going with you, and the car is not going with you, and the phone's not going with you, and certainly your vacation is not going with you because it's gone, and your steak is gone, <laughs> and your pizza is gone, even your seventh grade bread with toast right away, <laughs> the eggs right away, and a perfect coffee, an excellent breakfast is gone. Uh, it can't take the seventh grade bread. We soggy the, the, the eggs, and the toast would turn moldy yeah. over time. Although it's good tomorrow morning. Uh, right? now, on a serious note, it, it doesn't last, but Kinyanim Eloikim, that's Simcha B'mitzvah. Harikol Mitzvah, we do a mitzvah, is in Indian Eloiki, it's above Teva. It doesn't end in this world. Asha'okeh Nemar, Hen'am Kalavi Yakom, when Bilam was known as the Jewish people, is they were a nation like a lavi, like a like lavi, a young lion, and uka'ori like a lion, like a grown lion. It's not said. Amat, Bilam was talking. He's talking to men right now. Shaom demimi tosan shachar. They get up in the morning. Chayitven talis. They put on a talis. Tefillin and mispalin. Kibe emes kol mitzvah. You get scabbers. You get up in the morning. It's an amazing thing. It's crazy. You know. I, I'm up every morning, I'm looking to myself like, you wake over over here. You think about this, these guys are, most of them are in tech over here. They're waking up, they're learning, some people talk to me at 5.30 a.m., some at 7.30, right? Uh, they're putting on tops, and they're putting on tefillin, and they're learning, and then they, they, they have nothing to do in this world, you know? They're waking up early, they're taking hours of their lives, you know? Um, it's a whole, they break laws of nature. People give staka. it's an easy thing. You get stuck out, you take money, you can spend it on your clothes, spend it on your vacations. You get stuck out. You'll get no benefit from it. You're investing in Torah. You're investing in mitzvahs. You're helping. You, right? you're, you're, it's, it's, it's not laws of nature over here. You're, you're, you're in San Jose. I'm already, there's all kinds of food all around you. Pars is amazing. Uh, uh, Pars is amazing. But you go to the same restaurant, you think to yourself like, you know, how many times can I eat uh, schnitzel uh, or or falafel? And a person says, "No, I'm ha- I I want to eat kosher." That's an amazing thing. It's the mom and the People naturally want to eat all you know fifty thousand things. Uh, they wake up, they do mitzvahs. They, they, that that uh, uh, um, is allows a person to acquire eternal possessions. And that when your person realizes how lucky they are to connect to that, or to bring Hashem into their lives, forgetting the fact that it does, by the way. The more mitzvahs a person does, the more Hashem, the more they're connected to Hashem. Right? The more mitzvahs you do, I, I, you know, I said this a long time ago, but by Amuna, 
that Rav Hill David, which actually not that long ago, a few, few months ago when we were here, where Hill David, when he was here, somebody asked him, you know, that, that they believe in God, but they don't feel God. So he says about 10 years ago when he was here, he's, I'm, I'm going to contemporize his message. Uh, he said, imagine you have a father or a mother in London and you never speak to her. You don't text her. You don't WhatsApp her. You don't use social media to contact. You don't write letters. You don't call on the phone. So you know you have a mother. You know you have a father. You never, do you feel connected to them? No. Because they're not part. You're not connected. But if you call and you WhatsApp and you FaceTime on Zoom uh, and, you, uh, and you write letters and you, uh, you know, share things, so of course you feel connected much more. So he said to this person, do you come to Shulover? The person said no. <laughs> right? They come to Davening. Do you do mitzvahs? The more mitzvahs you do, the more Hashem you have in your life. You feel it more, right? Not only do you feel it more, but the happier you are when you love mitzvahs, you rejoice in mitzvahs, you've acquired a mitzvah, right? Like you've, you've acquired, I've, you've driven since on the airport. That's their chesed. That's, that's, their, that's their forever. You know, you, 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 when you die, when, when a person, you see when tzaddikim bench, they, it's not just they're so happy to thank Hashem. They, they're loving, they're saying a biblical bracha. It's an amazing thing. I'm in a Torah. He then talks, I'm going, to skip, I'm going to skip a lot because we got to get to the end over here, about the Mishkan. Everything with the Mishkan was building a, a physical connection in this world to connect to God, right? It's Simcha B'mitzvahs, uh, to, to connect to it. And he says, uh, after a very, very long paragraph, he says, Asiyas Klea Mishkan, when you did the, the Mishkan, it was Kasher Tziva Hashem. You did it exactly like God said, boundaries, as we started, we started tonight. That's Yiro, that's Estapkos. But they gave it with all of their heart. They, they were generous. They ran to give to the Mishkan, to the tabernacle. Um, that was Ava. And those two things, the connection of doing it the way Hashem says, the boundaries, or, or, um, this is the way to do it. Right? You know, this is the way. You know, not women putting on tefillin and doing uh, banging drums. You know, they want to connect to God. Uh, as a, with a tank top on top of it, right? You know, you, you know, not my way. It's Hashem's way, right? I'll do it that way, and I'll run to do it. I'll do it with Yira and Ava. That's how a person brings Shechina, and that's number one. You bring the Shechina to your life, but not just the Shechina. It makes you happy in this world. It allows you to connect to Hashem and to permanently uh, uh, connect to Hashem. Ava v'yira shall call you so untrained Godfin. Again, it allows us to have shechina because it also allows us to get to happiness. He says that you need to do these two things. You need to have the Voltanschung. You know what Voltanschung is? Worldview. Right, that's German though. It's not Yiddish. Oh, okay. But it sounds Yiddish. It's, it's Germanish. Worldview. Worldview, right. If you read Hegel... Or Kant, you're getting to that word. word, word. Um, so it gives you the, the Hashkafa, the Velta and Shang, the, the worldview of a Jew. Um, but it's obligatory to be tr- happy all the time to do this. If you're happy with your portion, you know, we're so happy, it pulls a person from any access. Because right? you're always appreciating what you have. 
You know exactly that this is my best. This is what I need. And it's given by Hashem who loves me. Hashem who knows me. Right? And Hashem gave me exactly my whole upbringing where I had to be for whatever reason. You know, and my, my current stay, status. And again, I have to utilize it. You can let your upbringing break you. <laughs> you, can let your, you can let your current status break you. You can let experiences break you. But if, you, but if a person wants to be successful and happy, they'll realize that everything is given for Hashem for them to be successful. Um, and, it, and you rejoice. You rejoice through possessions. You rejoice with your situation. You need to have uh, mitzvahs. Because mitzvahs connects us. It makes, you know, you know again, if, you're, if your whole life, imagine the following thing. I'm doing, I, imagine if a person knows exactly what's for them. They, they, and they go to, to a Starbucks and they have a job. Take out all mitzvahs. So basically, though, it's all got, there's no deep connection. It's all physical world. It's all about the here and now, right? I, I have a worldview, a, a hashkafa, which appreciates that everything I'm doing is from God. But it doesn't connect to beyond the grave, right? I know, for anyone going to the funeral tomorrow, I know, you know, I know some of you are doing the tahara. Um, so you, when you're there, you think to yourself, like, let's say a person lived the happiest life. I think it's from a funeral. I'm unfortunately officiated more than one. Um, you know, you can live a happy life. But then it's over. <laughs> and then it's over. And you sit there at the cemetery and you say, like, and now what? You know, that, when a person has mitzvahs, it's not just that they, that they, they, um, it's not just that they have a happy life and a purposeful life. It's that they have a life worth living. It means this life is an eternal life. It's an impactful life. Right? You understand what I'm saying? It's clear? And that gives a person a simple that they're utilizing life itself. Um, and that, that is the ultimate final hammer on any atzimus, and any sadness, any laziness, you because you, you can do mitzvahs. Even when you're tired, you're going to wake up for chakras, or for slichas, or you're going to push yourself to do a tzahara, or you're going to set, get yourself to say tzilam. You don't want to have guests, but you think, you know, what an amazing thing it is to, have, to, to go ahead and have guests. There's a, there's a role here tonight. He told me he came across, I know this, he's friends with some of my family, very chashar of this here. He told me he came across to do a mitzvah in San Jose. So I said, what are you doing here? He drew a floor across the whole country to get to a, the world, actually. He's in Russia and in Israel. He flew across the whole world to do a mitzvah here. Wow. Push yourself. Because you, there's a value to it. You, you, it takes off any laziness and sadness. You, you're happy to do it. doesn't mean there's boundaries for that too, by the way. You have to, we're human and normal. But the point is, it pushes them. There's no laziness for a person who loves mitzvahs. There's no sadness. You don't have, you don't have time to be sad. <laughs> you don't have time to be sad. Yeah, I'll tell you, Ramir Schuster. Remember who Ramir Schuster was? You know who he was, right? The Kirov. The of the Western Wall. He's top of the people. Um, actually, I, I met him when he used to come to my house when I was younger. So when he was in Shiva, when he was in Shiva, he said the Shiloh to Rav Yoshev. That could he go to the? Could he, he was the famous person. He's go to the Western Wall and ask people if they want to go to yeshiva or to seminary. Today, it really wouldn't work so well. But in the 1960s and 70s, 
there are a lot more Jews who are searching, you know, you know, the Woodstock generation, and yet also a lot more people from conservative backgrounds who are a lot closer than today. Today, if you're not religious and you're American, the chasm usually is tremendous. It's like, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not really people searching. Right? In those days, there were people... So he had hundreds and thousands of people to go to, to yeshivas, to seminaries, and every day at the Kosal, he would meet people and get them to, to Eshatoro or Sameach, Nevei Yerushalayim for the girls, whatever, but Iyat... He's in Shiva. He, he was mourning. And he sent the child to Rabbi Yashiv. Could he still go to the Kaisal? Can you imagine that question? Because he couldn't imagine a day where he wasn't helping Jews. So Rabbi Yashiv actually told him. He said no. But then he paid a Shiva call. He said, if such a Jew in this world exists, I want to meet this person. So he went to pay a Shiva call to Rabbi Yashiv. But here's my point. Imagine a Jew who could sit there and cry about his life. But instead he's thinking, what could I do? <laughs> like what? That is when you love. This is your time to be sad. You Pasha don't have time to be lazy. You want to do like Sadikim, Gudaylan, Chaim Kanyevsky. Learn sixteen hours a day. You don't think he has bad days, quote unquote. Days of lazy day. He doesn't have time for that. There's so much to live for. There's so much to do in this world. You know, Rebellion and Bluch. Not normal. The founder of Tells in Cleveland, who, who came, was stuck in it, who came to America when Lithuania was still under the Russians to see if they can move the yeshiva in 1940-41 to America. And he was here with Ramato Katz, his, his brother-in-law, and the Nazis did Operation Barbarossa, and they backstabbed Stalin, and they attacked Russia, and Lithuania was destroyed. His wife and kids were killed. In the meantime, during World War II, he established Tal's Shiva, not knowing anything what happened in Lithuania to his wife, his kids, his, his brother, his family. His brother was, a, was a Rosh, the main Rosh Shiva in Tal's in Lithuania. And he has a letter. This is like a mind-boggling letter. That it was 1945, and he, in the letter he says, I heard the worst today, that my wife and kids were murdered, and the eyewitness to the town of Tal's how they were killed in the Holocaust. And he sat, the halacha is, if you find out uh, after a long period of time after they passed away, you, you sit down for a, a sh- short period of time and there's no shiva. Okay? So he writes in his letter, I have no time to mourn. He mourned for the period he mourned. He said, I have too much to do. He meant, there's Torah in America. There's no Jews learning Torah. I have to build Torah. You know, that's what we call an extreme example. But for us, if we're involved in Torah mitzvahs, there's no time to be sad. There's no time to sit there and be lazy. There's too much to live for. Too much to do in this world. That's what it means, simcha b'mitzvahs, ahava. These two, the, 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 the yira, the yira and the ava together, the two wings. Elushtein zugos knafayim lo'adam, the parchim they allow us to fly. The koyva Hashem, yachliv, Hashem gives koyach, those who faith in Hashem. Yalu Ever Hashem, they flop their wings go up like, like eagles. Yarutsu, they fly They don't get tired. They don't get they don't get weakened because with Simcha, with rejoicing in our portion and with rejoicing in our mitzvahs, with Ava Vira, a person can consistently be happy. Okay, we'll hold it up.